0: Welcome back to 4 Podcast, where parents can find encouragement on their journey through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is episode 36. podcast listeners this is elizabeth and this is chris what's going on it's omar here from movies that molded me what is movies that molded me it's the most fun podcast around <laughs> it's a movie ranking <laughs> game show where we take our favorite movies from a specific topic or genre and play against each other to create the definitive top five list where can we find movies that molded me so you can find us on apple podcast and spotify and then if you want to follow us on our socials you can find us at Movies That Molded Me on Instagram, Facebook at Movies That Molded Me, and Molded Me on Twitter. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> you need to listen to our show. All right, so Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I've got my friends Stephanie and maybe Justin, we'll see, uh, who have been following the podcast for the last year or so. Well, I guess... You're like OG oh, Stephanie, like you've been around since the beginning, right? Yes, just like silently stalking you from whenever you were on Podbean <laughs>
1: only, and then I'm like, "Hurry up, come on, get to Spotify so I can do this easier." Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's basically what it's been. Um but <laughs> but it's been fun to get to know you. Um we've been getting to know each other over Marco Polo through the Fade to Grays patreon group so if you know anything about the fade to gray podcast it's another show that i'm on and patrons of the show are added to a marco polo group and marco polo is an app it's kind of sort of like snapchat sort of ish where you can video message each other they call it a video walkie talkie so you're seeing the person face to face and you're having conversations with them um kind of like a text message way you don't have to be in the room like on a zoom call or anything but uh yeah, I'm having a really difficult time explaining Marco Polo. But anyway,
1: I think like the short, nerdy way to say it is asynchronous video communication.
0: Oh, yes. There you go. Very short and nerdy. I like that. All right. So that's what uh, we talk on uh, on the daily, pretty much. So Stephanie and Justin are new newish to homeschooling. And Stephanie had sent me a bunch of questions. And at first, they didn't come through. She sent them to my email, but hey, by the way, they did come through. I did get them today. Okay. Uh, but as as we were talking, she's like, this would just be easier as a conversation. I'm like, you're right. Let's record this. So this is what it is. This is a question and answer time um, with me and Stephanie and Justin uh, discussing anything they might want to know. And this, for my listeners, just... You, for you guys to have an idea is what homeschool coaching can look like. Or if you have questions, you come and and in a format like this it doesn't have to be recorded though. You can ask whatever questions you have, and I can give you my best suggestions. So, Stephanie, Justin, what's up, and how can I help you? Okay, what does your normal homeschool day look like
1: as far as time per subject, or is it? It might even be per week. What does your normal time investment per subject per student end up looking like because i feel like there are a couple of time related questions that i that i think both of us have as far as what the school day looks like because Mm -hmm. we were both public school kids so it turns into i don't really expect eight o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the afternoon to be some sort of schooling because that sounds ridiculous and and very taxing for everyone but, like, what does the flow of the day look like and how much time are you spending in particular subjects?
0: Sure. That's a really good question. So, okay. It is not as difficult. Yeah.
1: Okay. Hmm. If you want to be more specific, um, I can say that my older son is in second grade and my younger son is going to be doing pre-K related stuff because older son is about to turn seven. Younger one is about to turn four. So that's like the the age of
0: what I'm looking for. Okay so I'll let you know that it depends on a few things. How many kids you have and what subjects you're doing with them together and what subjects they're doing individually as to how long a parent's time commitment is to a child's education. Um, Because, for example, I've got four kids. We do science, history, and geography together. but math and language arts, and for t- three of them, they're still working on learning to read. Um, those are all done separately. So um, I have done it in various ways. I've done block scheduling where I've said, okay, this hour is for math. And I, the way I like to plan things out is I like to have an idea of how many lessons of math I have to do in a given month or week like that's why i plan for one semester at a time so for example with our math program a half of the half of the book i want done by the first semester the end of the first semester so that's 15 uh 15 lessons so i break it down to one lesson a week so then i will tell my kids okay today is tuesday so did we get anything accomplished of the beginning of the lesson yesterday. If not, then we have to do extra work. Uh, But I'll give them like an hour. I'll say, okay, to my oldest, you have an hour. You have to do as much math as you possibly can in that hour, uh, because you're behind. Uh, Whereas my kindergartner and my first grader, I'll say, okay, we might be behind in this, but I want you to do just half a page of work. Um, And I'm not so... I'm not so worried about them being behind because especially with the younger kids, they'll catch up. I mean, really the older kids will too, but I have an idea of where I want them to be at certain points in the on the physical calendar. and if we're not there yet, they have to do a little bit more. Um, but let's say I tell my first grader, you have we're trying to catch up in our math, and I really, really need you to do two full pages of math front and back today. Sometimes it takes them 10 minutes to do it. Sometimes it takes him an hour to do it. Um, Today, I wanted him to learn to spell his full name, and he about died when I had him do it a third time. Um, Three times was just way too much for him, so that took us about half an hour to do, Um, while my kindergartner was learning to spell her first name uh, in about 10 minutes, and she had to do it three times as well. So there's your handwriting. So it depends on the day, depends on the kid, if that makes sense. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I I typically have like a block scheduling is what I call it. So I'll do th- uh, an hour to th- or 30 minutes, usually an hour. And I'll just block an hour for math, an hour for language arts, an hour for history. Um, and actually, our history and geography and science are all can be combined sometimes depend like because I do the reading aloud. Right. Depending on the individual thing. Exactly. On. So. It's r- roughly three to four hours of school a day, but that doesn't mean that each child is doing that specifically. I usually have four to five hours where I'm doing school with somebody, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that one kid is doing that with doing school that whole five hours. Does that make sense? It does. The
1: The program that we're using is we went through Oak Meadow and got the full curriculum set for second grade. And I think we're both looking forward yeah. to it. But there is a certain level of because we were public school kids, uh, we were expecting more of like individual workbooks or something. And, and mm-hmm. the actuality of se- the second grade curriculum is more... Um, it's a little bit more inclusive and it's also a little bit more hands-on learning than I think that either of us are yes. used to because we went to school in the 90s. So it was very yeah. workbook. I remember whenever Saxon math came to my school because I was <laughs> in, I think, second grade. And before okay. that we hadn't used that math program. And so it all felt very foreign. And I was like, I get it. I don't need to do this. But anyway, it's just like the people that are upset about the common core math and how math has vastly changed and how some students do really well with it. And then their parents are going, I right. don't know how to explain this, but
0: OK. Exactly. Um, yeah. With Oak Meadow, it's a lot more of a gentle approach. I've looked at the curriculum before. I haven't actually used it, but I had a good friend who did and, and she actually used it. Uh, the one I looked at was second grade. Um, so it's it's very gentle compared to um, even what I'm doing. So you may get through, like, all of their suggestions for week one, you might get through it in a day. And that's okay. That's okay. But it might take you two weeks to do a week's worth or a day's worth of school. Um, And and that's okay, too, because we don't have those constraints of time exactly, especially if you're not in a state that requires you log 180 days of school. You don't have those constraints at all. Just is your child learning anything today? Yeah. Okay, great. Day of school accomplished. (laughs) Well, and I think that's
1: the other thing that we were both kind of I I also need other people to be able to tell Justin that, too, because he is the stay at home parent. He is the one that's going to be facilitating the homeschool and Mm -hmm. without a lot of external benchmarks. And even with the 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 style of Oak Meadow, it turns into like, I know that my kid is learning something because he also was doing other things like um, Kiwi co-crates. Um, that yeah. ha- it's, it, it's a subscription service. You get all of the things that you need for this and, and it teaches you about something while you're also doing something else. Like the, the one about whales was about the different kinds of whales and it created this little mechanical sweeper thing. And my cool. my great aunt was so impressed with Isaac because he was talking about baleen whales and about something else and he was just going through all this stuff. And I feel like there are moments where I see that and I'm going, Oh, he's absolutely learning stuff. He's able to regurgitate information. But oh yeah. It's it's so it's so disconnected to feel like, and that's it? That's that's the learning process. <laughs> because yes, yeah, that's kind it of is. that that's kind of it. And then it's kind of not. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So I guess with the with the general idea of subjects and, and moving and, and being able to just move forward and show student progress, we have the luxury mm-hmm. of being in texas and that so we don't have very much as far as accountability to the state or anything else and part of the reason why we went with oak meadow was also just so justin would have access to a teacher to be like i i need i I need extra anything professionally yeah to work through this year and we hopefully hopefully we'll, we'll find some kind of program or something next year that is less i don't know Anyway, um, but even just looking through like the first week of um, of the curriculum for second grade, it talks about playing math games and stuff, which is right up our alley mm-hmm. because we play a lot of board games. Um, I cool. have a board game collection problem, and I have been working <laughs> on playing. <laughs> Man, this time last year, I was really good about playing something almost every night with my um, then almost six year old. Um, That's awesome. Well, and it's one of those things that you like. You, you sit through the games that are kind of terrible, so later on you can play something that isn't terrible, yeah, without just your spouse. But um, I think it's also an interesting learning curve because we were playing Quirkle, and then Isaac was the scorekeeper, but he was also writing. And the combination of trying to strategize and write and actually do math at the same time was just too much, and we didn't find that out until about oh three rounds in, <laughs> and then we had to cut Uh-oh. the game short. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, in the math vein, I think that the, the curriculum actually says to play math games with your kids, and I feel yeah. like that's that's a that is more my wheelhouse than the teacher's wheelhouse. So, your friend that that actually used Oak Meadow did, they, did uh-huh. they go through the whole program or did they also supplement other things? Because I think at this point we're probably going to use as much as we can with the actual Oak Meadow curriculum, but I I can already tell yeah. you that for math, we're probably just going to continue using Khan
0: Academy on the, yep. uh, on a tablet. Um, Yeah. She, go ahead. she did supplement for math. She did supplement for math. She used everything, mm-hmm. uh, but she supplemented for math because she kept feeling like it didn't quite get to where her kids were really understanding it. She wanted to be able to progress them a little faster than the curriculum was progressing them. Yes. Um, so yeah, she, she picked up uh, Math C. Um, for her kids because it worked well, but Khan Academy would be a great place to go too. Saxon Math is available as well if you're familiar with it and comfortable with it. And it comes nowadays, I'm pretty sure, um, it comes with a DVD or access to video um, lessons as well. So I don't know that it'll be really a teacher in person, but it's second grade math, so it can't be too difficult. And we're still working on probably addition, subtraction, maybe double digits at that point, but you should be fine. You, sh- you should know what you're doing. It would be scary if you didn't at second grade.
1: Justin just gave a look. He's like, really? This is out. This is the only thing that you're covering? Because I think that's the other hard part, coming <laughs> into like teaching from not having a background in it and going man, this stuff is really easy. How do you not just know this? Oh yeah, we did actually have to learn some of this. this yeah. <laughs> it was something that was told to yeah. you, of course.
0: But yeah, our, our teachers, when we were growing up, actually took a year to teach us this stuff. So we yeah. we can't expect our kids, unless they're geniuses, <laughs> I'm not saying that your son isn't a genius, but unless your kids are geniuses, they're not going to pick it up right away. So it's good to keep re, re uh, rehashing and re... Uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reviewing it all. Even if it seems like, yeah, they should know this. They don't.
1: Is there a point where with dealing, um, dealing with different learning styles, because you've said you've had four, you have four kids, so you're, mm-hmm. uh, you've got slightly different learning styles going on, and you also have different pacing of different things. What is your goal at the end of the year? Does it ever adjust per student forward? Just to keep them, like, because my thing is, like, I want my kids to be a certain level of challenged and be experiencing something that is that is new, probably to a fault. But, um, like, even with the math curriculum, I he's already doing the second grade level of the um, Khan Academy. And mm-hmm. because we just... <laughs> He's got a daily streak going, so I'm like, okay, we're going to continue, and we're just going to do, like, at least 10 minutes a day, basically forever. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> like, we don't do weekends off or anything. That's the one thing on the weekends that he has that, that like, because he, it, it tells you, hey, you've been doing this every day for this many days. Do you want to keep your streak okay. going? And it's like, yes. Uh, that
0: sounds uh... cool. <laughs> And he has- I mean, as far as like goals for, for me and my kids, like, or for our kids, like my only like real solid, like this really needs to be done is our math books. I really want, uh, with the program that we use, we have a workbook that the student works through and I want them to have completed the workbook by the end of the year, but that's just my own personal, like this has to be done. Um, that said, uh, If they go faster than that, like my son, he went really quickly through the book I had gotten him for kindergarten. So he started the first grade math when he was still doing kindergarten, when he was still technically in kindergarten. Um, But then he slowed way, way down. Um, And so now he's right on track for a first grader. (laughs) Um, So I, I have a book for him to do second grade math, with. Um, but he, we're, I mean, and he's only in first grade, but I don't anticipate using it for a while because he's just so slowed down. So I don't, as in my opinion, as long as a kid is still interested in learning, my goal as a parent is to teach them how to learn. Um, because if they know how to learn, they can learn anything once they've left my house. I don't have to be the one always teaching them because I'm not, I, I need to not be the only person they're going to learn from. Um, so my, my goal is to teach them to love learning. And in doing that, um, I just, I just encourage their curiosity. I encourage their wonder. I encourage their, um, their questions. And then like, for example, this morning, my two youngest were asking about eyeballs. I'm not sure why. They just wanted to know about eyeballs. And so I'm like, okay, well, we haven't really talked about the five senses yet with you two. So let's do that. So this morning we learned about the five senses. I had a picture that they colored with, it was just a face and a finger touching the side of the, the cheek for the t- for the touch. And then it had the mouth, eyes, nose, ears, and how all of those senses are connected to the brain that tells your brain how to take in the world, and so, the, so I mean, it was maybe a 15-minute chat with that. That I sat on the back porch with them, and I said, "Okay, we're gonna take in the world with all of our five senses. We're gonna hear the birds. We're gonna see the trees. We're gonna see the colors. We're gonna taste a berry off this bush. We're gonna, I mean, it was so so simple. But by the end of it, they colored their picture. They could tell me the five senses." Um, and then they had to write their names on their paper to reiterate, do you know how to write your name? because we had just fought over writing our name three times on a piece <laughs> of paper. <laughs> um, so I know that they've learned something, but I don't have like I don't have goals. I personally don't have goals that they know chemistry by the time they uh, they haven't mastered. like, you know, I don't does that make sense? like I right. don't care if they master chemistry or physics. If they know how to study, And then if they're interested in chemistry and physics, then in my opinion, it's great.
1: With your oldest, when did you start more of an independent
0: study? Uh, This year. Okay. (laughs) She's in fifth grade this year. Um, uh, Partly out of necessity and partly because now she's old enough. Uh, I haven't found that up until this point, she's been ready. I haven't. She's wanted. She's either needed me to explain things too much or she's wanted me. To explain things a lot more. Um, So, this year, as we've started this school year, I have talked to her and I'm like, look, I am more than happy to help you guys with, to help you and be with you for science and history and geography because those we're doing all together anyway. But what I'd like to see is once I help you with the initial um, math lesson, like there's an, an, with her math, there's an initial um, explanation of what this lesson is trying to teach and once the concept is taught then there's just pages where she practices the concept and so i told her if i i'll sit with you on that first lesson but after that i really need you to do the rest of the work on your own so that i can help my younger two figure out how to write their names Mm. and (laughs) teach all of them more reading um and she understands and so um i give her directives um And then have her work through it. But she's in in fifth grade. So I wouldn't expect anybody to do it really before then. My parents didn't have... Now, I was homeschooled and my parents didn't have me do it until I was in sixth or seventh grade. I wasn't self-directed until then. So I'm starting early.
1: I learned the hard way in sixth grade that I am not very well self-directed because it went from being a homeschool where I had a parent with me during the day to I didn't after October of Mm. the school year. Um, So... There was, there was much like, we didn't quit the homeschool, um, but, but we did, um, I, I did learn the hard way and I still sometimes, if I am not interested in something, it is a bear to get me to do it. Um, <laughs> but um, that's interesting. And the, the idea of like, I am available, but I don't have to be the one directing this part of this. That, that's right. good to hold on to. And I feel like a lot of parents, especially this year, with how much distance learning is happening, knowing like the yeah. cutoff and knowing what subjects you can and can't do that with is probably a lot more helpful.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like uh, with math, for sure, uh, they should be they sh- if they're learning a new concept, they're going to need you to sit with them. But after you've done the initial teaching, give them some time, at least, to work through a work page, worksheet, uh, a notebook, or whatever. I don't know, because different math programs present different ways. But right. the one we have has a workbook, and so I want her to work through the sheets on her own. She always brings it back to me, and I do check it. Um, and actually, right now, the sheet that she worked on, she did t- two pages front and back for me today, and there were like... I don't know, 30 problems on those sheets altogether. And I think she got like three wrong. I need to go work with her because she like completely missed the whole concept of these three problems. And they were all the same type of problems, Mm -hmm. the area of a triangle. And she needs to know how to do that. All the rest of the problems, like there were some division problems and some multiplication problems and like triple digit, all that multiplication. and, And then like division with remainders. She got all of those right. But it was that one concept of multiplying or figuring out the area of a triangle. She got all of them wrong. So I will go back and work with her just on those. Um, And normally, if she has wrong answers, I do have her go back and check them and do them. And we work through them or I I say, hey, go check those. Um, But yeah, it's mostly on her own because she can do that. We're going to pause the interview right there and come back to this. We did go on and talk for another hour, so I'm going to be splitting up our question and answer into a few different episodes that I'll spread out throughout the next few weeks. So I hope you've enjoyed part one of a consultation. So be sure to subscribe to 4Into Podcast on the podcast apps of your choice to make sure that you don't miss the continuing conversation that I had with Stephanie and her husband, Justin. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode. If you would like to have a homeschooling consultation with me, please reach out and get some more information about joining the Four in Tow podcast Patreon group, the Kids in Tow. I've been working to set up this community to be able to help parents on their journeys through homeschooling beyond just a podcast. I have a Facebook group that I've set up that has helps and tips, units and resources available. I also have a book club where we meet weekly to discuss a book as a group of parents, or we do a book study with our kids as well. I also have a planners level, where if you are struggling with planning your homeschooling and staying on track, I have a planner and I can give you some face-to-face Zoom time, helping you plan and schedule your homeschool year. It will be helps throughout the year to keep you on track as you progress through this coming school year. If that sounds like something you'd like to join, please go to patreon.com backslash podcast and sign up for one of the levels. I can't wait to walk on this journey with you. So until next time, have a great homeschooling week. And remember, mama, you've got this.